This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome to Season 3 of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Wow, I'm so excited to be back on here for Season 3. Thank you, everybody who is returning and listening. I appreciate your loyalty and support to myself and the podcast. For those that are new and just finding Coven of Rejects, welcome. I'm Gemini. I am a psychic medium, a tarot card reader, a spiritual advocate, a spiritual mentor, and I am really grateful that you are here today. You guys can find this full-length interview and actually a whole bunch more full-length interviews by going to patreon.com slash Coven of Rejects and this is where I have full videos of all interviews for Coven of Rejects podcast, as well as Lick It Like a Lollipop podcast, which is um, a podcast that I co-host with my best friend, Rampage. Patreon is also where you can find spiritual mentorship with me. I do tarot basic information and lessons, witchcraft histories, true crime and witchcraft, collaborations with other spiritual friends. Um, I have reading discounts, merch discounts, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Coven of Rejects. If you are interested in booking readings with me, checking out the merch, or anything else, you can go to covenofrejects.com. And before we get into today's episode, I want to let you guys know that we have a brand new sponsor. Lost Trail Coffee is giving 10% off of any of their five different flavors of coffee by using code COR-POD. That is all caps, COR-POD. And you can order that coffee by going to www dot lost trail coffee.com and i also want to say that we are accomplishing a long time goal over here we have been talking for two seasons now about starting guest boxes for those that come on the podcast as guests and them getting just a little something from me to thank them so much for being on as a guest and i have paired up with the other side and they are going to be making our custom guest boxes. And you guys may remember Kim from our paranormal investigation episode. She was on with her husband, Ryan, and she owns a witchy shop called The Other Side. She gave us those incredible um, altar brooms and so much more. She is going to be who I'm collaborating with for these personalized guest boxes. So huge shout out to Kim at The Other Side for uh, really making this dream come to life. It's something that I've been really, really working on. So I think that that does it for our announcements, you guys. Just thanks for being back. I'm so excited to be back with you 
This week, we are talking sex magic and so much more with my guest, Renee. She is Moonlight Divine Goddess on TikTok. Please make sure that you go to the description that you see everywhere that you can find her on social media. Go and give her a follow. And also, please give the podcast a follow, a like, a review if you wish. Actually, everybody who leaves a review the month of... November and December is going to be put into a drawing for a free piece of merch and you will get to pick out the item. So please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And with no further ado, here is season three, episode one with Renee. Hi, Renee. I'm really excited that I get to have you on. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to sit and talk with you. Yeah, you, well, you're welcome. You're actually my first guest that I'm going to have for season three. I just ended season two and I'm still going to be doing interviews, but I'm taking a month to like, I don't know, I just quit my job. So I'm going to be like doing content full time. And so you're just going to be my first person after like a fresh start. Yay. I'm excited. And you definitely should rest. It takes a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot. And I don't know about you because I know that you do content online and you have like a hundred thousand plus followers. Do you also work full time? No. Um, so I actually quit my job in February of last year. So I was working in the medical field. I worked there for 12 years and I was just, I was tired of it. So what were you doing in the medical field? So I did a plethora of things. I was a receptionist, but I went to school for medical billing. So that ultimately was what I was doing right before I quit. All right. So what have you been doing now? I know that you do tarot readings on your page. So are you doing like spiritual services? What are you doing for yourself? I do a lot of things. (laughs) So I do readings. I do mainly twin flame love readings. I started branching out into like past life karmic connection kind of readings. And then I also do quantum healing. I do spell work. So I do a lot of different things. All right. So I want to learn kind of about your journey. So what I always ask people is what spirituality they were raised in and then how they're identifying themselves spiritually now and kind of like what your upbringing to get to that spot was. So what spirituality were you raised in and how do you identify yourself now? I was not raised in spirituality, actually. Um, My parents never took us to church. They never really did anything spiritual with us at all. Um, When I was 11, though, my mother told me that we came from a line of witches. I guess she didn't want to bring it up because she was married to my dad, but after they divorced, she let me know. And I found out my grandma is actually a tarot reader. Um, but I was not taught by them at all. I learned it all myself. So as far as now, I just call myself spiritual. I do a lot of different things, but I believe in a lot of different things as well. Okay. Well, I want to learn about these things. Um, (laughs) so, okay. So you were raised with, you didn't know your grandmother was a tarot reader. What did you know about I guess, what was the, what was the environment like? Was it where they talked about spirituality at all? And so you kind of had like an inkling and and wanting to learn more, or did you just organically find on your own? I organically found it on my own. 
um, I started at 14 um, doing witchcraft. So after my mom told me, it took me like three years to like start learning spells and like looking into witchcraft. And that's where my whole journey kind of started is in witchcraft. I, I love that. It's very rare. Um, I feel like when I talk to people that they navigate immediately into like witchcraft because there's usually some kind of a like oh I was doing this and then I learned about witchcraft a little bit and so I like that for you so when you started getting into witchcraft what was like the first thing that you were getting into oh god love spells (laughs) really how do you feel okay so I actually made a video about this recently asking people but I was like when it comes to love spells I was always taught and I always have felt that it takes away somebody's free will of like um them getting to choose what's going to work for them because you have forced them into this and you know also I'm like why would you want to be with somebody who is literally forced to be with you and hasn't chosen you but then the good old tickety talk and other people's opinions I've seen that there is a complete difference some people are like this is a part of like the fundamentals of like my practice and I would just for that being the first thing that you got into what's your opinion on that Okay, so I don't like the fact that people use love spells to bring in specific people um, because it does affect free will. And having done that as a 14 year old, I had a very bad experience. Um, I was literally abused because of the obsession. Um, So I don't advocate for obsession spells or love spells that affect free will. Um, As far as now in my practice, I do love spells, but it's more of like a healing so that people will come together or that they heal enough to learn that lesson in order for their actual soulmate to come in. Okay. I like that. I've always, um, when I've done love readings for people, I've never done it as like, this is when you're going to meet your partner or whatnot. I've always done love readings as what is it that you need to heal in yourself And what is it that you should be looking out for as to um, not be attracted to or to kind of stay away from? That's my kind of style with love readings. Would you say that's like similar to what you do? Yes. So I like to tell people like, here is what's happening. This is the lesson that you need to learn. This is what you need to work on. Your person will come in when these lessons are learned. I do tell them a timing, but I do also let them know that it can shift based on their choices that they make. I think that like in general, when it comes to readings, telling people that this is what I have for right now with like the path that you're on, but you can make decisions that like alter your path is such an important thing. Cause I think that when readers don't do that, I think that it makes people, it can make people feel like scared that they have to do this one specific thing or it it won't go right. Exactly. And then people will hyper fixate on the timing and they won't work on what they need to work on when it comes to their love journey. I, um, so I have another podcast and my co-host over there was talking and it, it always sticks in my mind. And it's like a mantra for me about timelines that time is this made up human construct that we're all trying to build our lives around. We don't know how much of it we have. 
we act like we have plenty and we can just, you know, not do the things that we're motivated to do, but then we're always sticking to this imaginary thing and judging our journey and then giving up along the way because we haven't met these weird time, like these times that we give ourselves and the people who I think are, are like, oh, well, I wanted to give up and then I didn't give up. And you see them being successful like two years after the mark that they had given themselves are perfect examples of why time doesn't matter. Exactly. And honestly, time is not really real. It's only exists on this plane. So I don't know why we obsess over it, honestly. I don't know. I think that a part of it is, you know, we're in this, And this is something that I'm getting out of, and you've been out of this since last February, but it is this, like, you have to go to work and do these things. You're going to be there eight o'clock. You're going to be off at five. You're going to do this, 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 and that in this time frame. And everybody lives their life on that. I only have 48 hours that I'm not working and then I'm going to be back at work. And so I think that that plays like a, a huge role in it. Your whole life is constructed around being on someone else's time agenda. Yes. We call it being in the matrix. (laughs) Yes. So I recently heard from somebody, um, somebody used the word matrix and somebody was like, I hate that word because they, um, they said that there are a lot of people who they can't mentally understand what we're saying by saying the matrix. And so it makes them feel like they are not, um, like not physically here, like their mental health can't handle that. Yeah. And I, I thought that was interesting because I'd never heard that before. I love the idea of the matrix, by the way, I completely believe that that movie is based, like those movies are based on something. They are all movies and TV shows are based on something. They all have a little bit of truth. And I tell everybody that. Did you watch the movie Sabrina or not uh, the show? Yes. Yes, I did. I, there were some things in there that I was like, I am so proud that they are sharing me. I think that it was one of my favorite, like witchcraft, magic, whatever shows, movies, because they actually did research and shared so much like factual verbiage and spell work. And when they did the ceremony to um, go from uh, worshiping Lucifer to working with um, Hecate as their deity and Mm -hmm. starting their own female coven, I had like goosebumps the whole time and was like, this is fucking cool. It was, I loved that show so much. I like, I can't believe it's not filmed anymore, honestly. (laughs) The ending, I was like, this is how you leave us. I know. I was so sad. <laughs> so um, when I, so I kind of like, I think I judged your personality a little bit and I thought you were like super like goody, sweet, like, I don't know. I don't know, like innocent, pure thing. You're so soft-spoken. And then I was looking through your videos um, when we were, I was going to be doing the interview. So I was doing more research uh-huh. and uh, you were talking about sex magic. And I'm like, she's talking about sex magic. I love her. I'm so excited. Okay. So I like to like, obviously I'm well reserved because I have to deal with a plethora of people. I'm already sexualized by men in general. So I try to like, not 
portray that to everybody all the time, but I am very highly sexual. <laughs> like that is my personality. So I love that. <laughs> and you showed up in the red tonight. So I wanted to say that right off the bat, but I wanted to give you a second to like not be uncomfortable by me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were talking in the, in the video, um, I think that you were talking about like setting the mood before doing sex magic yeah. and, um, you were talking about like laying herbs out and whatever. So I, I can see now you like the, like love working and finding people's connections. And then you also like, like the physical aspect of that. Absolutely. <laughs> the whole experience, I want it to be like, obviously love is powerful and so is sex. So when you bring the two together, you can literally manifest whatever the hell you want to manifest. So like bringing it together and setting the mood and making sure you have all of your intentions laid out before you do it makes it easier and more likely that your outcome is going to come true. Can you explain to people how they manifest like during sex magic? Of course. Okay. So what you should be doing is setting intentions before you even start. Some people like to start like at the beginning of the day, put themselves in that mood of being confident and carrying themselves well. And then I like to pick out candles for whatever my intention is. So if I'm doing money, I want to do gold and green and, and like lay them out with all my herbs. And then when you are setting your intention, you can either write it out or you can imagine it. For me, I like to imagine it. That's just how I manifest. And then you want to relax when you are, you know, either pleasuring yourself or with a partner you don't want to focus on okay I need to oh I it's more of like I want to you can relax. use all the naughty words okay <laughs> I didn't know so but like you want to focus on the intention but you want to relax and enjoy yourself in the moment and then when you orgasm you want to focus all that energy that you're feeling into that intention so it's it's really hard to start with, um, but I yeah, think the more practice that people do, obviously the easier it gets. Something that, um, something that I've always found really helpful. I, I've found that I don't, we get a lot of new beginners and I think that a lot of people don't know how to project their energy. And mm -hmm. so when we talk about like, uh, like thinking things through and having intention and, and whatever, and like manifesting it through orgasm, we don't explain like that, uh, using your energy and forcing that outwards. And something that has always helped me is to literally imagine that I have like glowing energy. And then when I am expanding it, I am physically feeling and watching that expand out of me. And and um, like just go out into the universe and I will push that energy as far as I can until I feel like I, okay, now I can stop. Now I've like pushed all of it. Absolutely. And that's exactly, that was a perfect explanation actually on how to do it. See that? <laughs> I, um, 
I haven't heard a lot of people talk about I would say I haven't heard a lot of people talk about sex magic, probably because we're just now getting into a time where I think that women are starting to feel more comfortable with their bodies. I think everybody is starting to feel more comfortable with their bodies, but women especially are, we are now not giving a fuck that you think we're slutty and like to the point that you made earlier, you can dress however you want to, and you can come across in a very sweet demeanor. And like, I'm very laid back and I'm, you know, I'm going to be very subtle about this and people are still going to hit on you. They're still going to sexualize you. And you almost are finding a power in that by putting that into like magic. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I feel like everyone should have that confidence. We don't because of how we all grew up, but I like to help empower people and them have that confidence in order to like dress how they want and take back their power. And, you know, if other people are going to sexualize them, they can bring back that power to themselves so that they don't feel icky about it. Yeah. You think it's pretty cool being somebody who creates content that you can literally influence people's energy and their day by just sharing your life and, or yeah, and your experiences. Never thought of it that way. I love it. I love creating content. I love helping people. I know that's what I was put on this earth to do ever since I was little. I've always helped people, but I never thought of it in the way that my energy influences people like that. And I think that is pretty cool. See, I can see it just by watching some of your videos. You know, I think that we take for granted the influence that we do have on other people's energy and whatever throughout their day because we're just living normal life and there are people that need permission to do that. And so, you know, you being open about love spells or you being open about, you know, sexuality or whatever there's somebody who is not comfortable with that and gets to find a safe place in what you're doing. And I think that if you hadn't already recognized that your page really does do that for people. And that's why you have, I mean, so many people following and watching your journey, you let them be a part of like what your journey is. I love that perspective. (laughs) It humbled me a little. (laughs) I like to put, I like to let people know the influence that they have on other people, because especially I would say in the spiritual community, we have a lot of imposter syndrome where we are constantly doing shadow work and we are surrounded by other people that are constantly doing shadow work. And everybody's going through this kind of like breakdown, rebuild, breakdown, rebuild all of the time. And different people are going to, because you're online, different people are going to find you at different times when they're supposed to, and you're going to help somebody on their journey, even if you don't realize it. Yes. Actually, I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback lately about how much I actually like given clarity and helped people. And that's been making me feel good because I have had imposter syndrome for a long time when it comes to my gifts and my abilities. And I know I'm psychic. I know I'm an energy healer. I know I do all these things, but then I'm like, am I really doing something? So that does make a lot of sense. And the feedback is nice, honestly, but I'm trying to like step out of that energy of imposter syndrome and really like step more into that. Like I am a high priestess kind of vibe, I guess. I, so 
somebody was talking about the wheel recently um, on TikTok and they were talking about, um, they were showing the wheel of fortune and the way that they described it just kind of made me just think about what you were saying and what I was saying with like kind of going like ebbing and flowing and trying to get out of imposter syndrome and, you know, enter this new phase. And they were talking about how people don't want to have to go to the bottom of the wheel because that's where you do feel imposter syndrome and you feel down about yourself and your super intro perspective. And we get through like almost like a depressive phase, I would say, Mm -hmm. but that you have to work through all that shit so that you have enough energy to get back to the top of the wheel of fortune where you're in your high priestess energy and you're in your crown and you're, you know, sharing with everybody else. And, um, what you said just made me think of that. That's funny because that's how I describe shadow work and manifestation. Is it? Yeah. So you're at the top of the wheel where you're trying to manifest. And then you go to the bottom of the wheel where all those negative feelings and all those negative emotions lie. And you have to release those things to get back up to your manifestation top. And it's like that with everything. Like if you want to catapult forward in your ascension, you get pulled back into that negative energy and that dense energy so that you can release it. And then you literally slingshot forward. It's like a catapult. They pull you back and then you fly forward. It's like the biggest growth and change that you can experience. So when you were talking about the wheel, that's exactly what I was thinking. So when you are, do you link certain things and certain emotions to cards when you are like like for instance for me for the wheel of fortune like that thing always plays in my mind now is like this is what this card is representing and so that comes to my mind when you're reading your your wheel of fortune card for instance are you thinking oh this makes me think of talking about manifestation and shadow work and maybe that's what this reading for this person is Funny you asked me that because I don't read like other readers. So, I want to know. So read me. <laughs> yeah, for me, yes, the cards have meanings, but it tells a story. It's not just one specific card where it's like, okay, you have the wheel of fortune. Things are going to change for you, shift, it's destiny, blah, 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 right? It's more of, okay, here's the five of swords in reverse. Here's the wheel of fortune. And here's like the three of cups. So you are releasing all this internal conflict and you're going to be like stepping more into your power and having success. It's more of like a story where I read all of them. Very similar. Yeah. It's, it's, you're reading everything together instead of just the individual card. But then on top of that, I was told by another reader who is also very talented that I read the cards like they're flashcards. It's like, I already have that knowledge of what it is that you need to hear and the cards just remind me so I can give you the message. So it's different. That's really beautiful. (laughs) That's how I was told I was read um, by another reader, which is pretty cool, I think. I think that's cool. And I think that it's beautiful for you to recognize that you're doing something unique and you smiled while you were talking about how you read. And so I can see the pride that you have in what you do. And you can tell that like, you love that and you love that you're able to give something different to people. 
Yes. I love that I can help people with my gifts. It's one of my favorite things to do. If I didn't need to make money, I wouldn't charge. Like, honestly, I've told my guides, let me win the lotto and I'll do this for free. <laughs> like, literally, I would do it for free. Um, but they said no. <laughs> there are people who um, I know will be like, you shouldn't charge when you read. I'm not one of those people. I think that if you are exchange, if you're giving energy, people should, even if you have money, if you are using your energy to help other people, other people should have a way that they give back to you because otherwise you are constantly a flowing cup using your gift and not getting any energy exchange in return. Do you that's feel true. that or do you feel different? No, I, I definitely agree with you. And that's, I know that's why I haven't won the lotto is <laughs> because my guides are like, you will overdo it and you will die. <laughs> like literally. You're just on the street corner pulling cards for people <laughs> for free. I mean, I'll walk up to people I don't even know. And, okay, so I was at the country bar because I live in the country. Um, and I met with one of my sister-in-law's friends and he was like, why am I single? And I literally named off all of the things why he's single while drunk with no cards what did you say you were like your dick is tiny and <laughs> no it wasn't like that I was like you have this kind of trauma and you react this way and he was he was smitten with me he stalked me for months because he fell in love with me because I called him out it was weird <laughs> it's see it's funny though because they always like it in the beginning and then they're like what the fuck right and then they like it again after you make all this shit happen in their life and they see how much you change their world <laughs> yep that's exactly what happened and I was like okay this is a little weird I just was telling you about your trauma I'm not interested in you like he's that. like I feel so seen Renee <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh are you are you I thought you were married you're not married I am divorced. Oh. Um, I got divorced in 2014, no, 2013, 2013. And then I had a year long boyfriend after that. That's very toxic. And we split up in 2014. So I've been single ever since then. You've been single since 2014. Yep. Dang. It must be so quiet at your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause I got three kids, but, um, I've dated, I've dated, I've had a couple like, um, people that I've dated that almost turned into relationships, but didn't. Um, my thing is I don't like meeting people online, um, because they just, I don't know. Have you seen dating apps? Cause they're horrible. <laughs> um, Actually. So <laughs> I met my husband on a dating app. It was my first day having it. And I remember he messaged me about like, I want to go to school to be a gemologist. He never did that. I love rocks, something. I was like, okay, great. And his daughter was super cute though. And she was one. And I was like, oh, I have daddy issues. I'll come hang out with you guys. Aww. So we're married, but I've like dabbled in the like, hey, like it would be kind of cool for us to like have a girlfriend. And so I've done dating apps and they're awful. Right. 
they're awful. Um, so a lot of the people I meet are through friends or friends of friends. And that's how I get my relationships. And I'm patient. I know that my person's going to come when they're supposed to come. So I'm not going to like force it. I'm not going to be like, Hey, I really like you. We need to go out or I'm going to freak out, you know, like go crazy. It's like, whatever, if you're not ready, you're not ready. I'm just going to be over here doing my own thing and making that money making the money. We got babies that you're supporting and you're doing all kinds of things. And I don't think that there is, my shock was not because, oh my gosh, you should have a partner. My shock was just like, damn, that's like an adult not having a serious relationship for eight years is like unheard of. And I think that that's fucking cool because you really are walking through the steps of like, finding your highest self when you talked about the high priestess energy earlier and mm-hmm. you like standing alone and doing your own thing right now, I think is like a beautiful way for you to make sure that you are a whole complete person before you get with somebody else. Exactly. And I want my person to be the same thing. Like they, they're doing the same thing because I want an empire. I need an emperor with me. I don't need a page, right? I need the top notch. I know what I want. Let's go conquer the world together. That's what I need. And there's not a lot of people out there that are like that right now. (laughs) I'm over here like, do I know anybody single that matches any of that criteria? Absolutely not. Can't help. (laughs) Um, How do you... How do people usually react when you're like dating, going on dates and you tell them about what you do with your tarot readings, with your spirituality? How does that go? So, um, I haven't dated anyone since I've awakened, but the last, yeah, so it's been two and a half years. Um, the last person I dated, he was actually like stepping into spirituality at the same time. Um, he's the one that actually woke me up to like spirituality and, um, my journey. Um, and we like gave each other crystals and I like helped him with witchcraft. It was, it was cute. I actually like that. And I would prefer a spiritual guy just so that we could do that stuff together. But obviously I end up with whoever I end up with. Yeah. And they'll have strengths for you, whether they're in that or they're not, but what was so because we had talked earlier and you were doing witchcraft at 13 but then you just had a spiritual awakening two and a half years ago so what happened in the middle so I was still doing witchcraft um oh okay yeah I was like um protecting my house and then I did my first hex on my ex-boyfriend's that and you know (laughs) his life is miserable (laughs) um so I was still doing witchcraft and all of that stuff, but like the spiritual aspect of like my psychic abilities and tapping into those and healing and all of those things, it didn't start until 2020 in the pandemic. Um, and like I said, he woke me up after being intimate with me, I guess his energy was very much like similar to mine. And it was, um, it was like, a spark that kind of gave me that inspiration to delve into that, I guess. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to enter your spirit now. Literally, literally. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, okay. This is, 
this is kind of embarrassing, but literally right before we had sex, he was like, I want to feel your energy. And I didn't know what that meant. But now, like two and a half years later, I'm like, oh, now I understand what he meant <laughs> when he said that. Fuck yeah, he was over there stroking it. <laughs> like you're gonna wake up now. I think that that I think that that's cool because he totally knew beforehand. He did, but he didn't. It was so weird. <laughs> so, but you know how like you as an intuitive person, you'll know something like you'll know the feel of something and that something is important and something's meant to happen and there's a purpose in it, even if you don't know what the fucking purpose is. Yes, yes, I do, and. Um... I freaking love him even though we don't talk anymore he's like moved on and stuff he was an amazing person he was you know right person wrong time kind of thing so it was a fun experience while it lasted and now I'm like ready to move on and like find another person kind of like that maybe not exactly like that but you know spiritual in nature Okay, well, if you find your person, I need a text because now I'm going to be emotionally invested in what's going on. And I just like, you know, I will definitely do that. <laughs> um, okay, so how did you, I know that you're doing your own style of like readings with tarot cards, the way that you do them, your flashcards, if you will. But how did you start learning about reading cards and figuring out kind of if you had a style and, and how did you figure out how to read? So funny story. I awakened two years ago, but I started reading tarot in 2013 because okay. my best friend and roommate, she got tarot cards. So we both would like practice on each other. We would read ourselves. Basically how I learned is I would pull cards for myself every day and look up the meanings. And then I would start watching tarot readings on YouTube and see how other people read. And then the more I practiced, the more I started realizing like how I read and how I read for other people and what would work for me and what works for other people. Um, it didn't really start getting more intuitive and like better reading at it until I awakens but I definitely like did like all of those years of practice 2013 to 2020 so like seven years of practice every day so so you just kind of started figuring out the meanings for the cards yourself and then figuring out how to put them into readings yep um like I said I didn't really get too great at it until after I like had a weekend and was like tapping into the psychic ability side I don't know my readings people said my readings were accurate before but now they're like really blown away by readings I'll have like new people come into my live streams and they're like wow that was scary <laughs> so <laughs> that's fucking cool though yeah I think it's cool uh, strokes my ego a little bit. <laughs> I love watching other people read because everybody has their own style. Sometimes I'll watch somebody do, you know, pull a card and, and get a certain message out of that card. And I'm like, oh shit, I never would have thought about that perspective on that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And everyone has their own like abilities too. Like I do have clairvoyance, but it's not my strongest suit. It's mine's more like claircognizance and clairaudience. Um, like I'll, I can hear deities and spirits, but I don't like doing mediumship. 
Um, whereas other people will be strictly clairvoyant and only get images. So it's really cool to see how everyone reads and can bring about messages and channel. Can you explain for everybody um, that's listening what um, the differences are in clairaudient and clairvoyant and everything? Yeah, so clairvoyance is um, where you see things. You can literally see things play out in your mind. You can see symbols, you can see people. Clairaudience is where we hear things. Um, it's, it literally sounds like someone is talking to you. Um, and claircognizance is basically, we call downloads. It's where we will get a thought in our head and then that is the channeled message for that person. Yes. Did you find that, so something for me, it was really hard for me to understand the gifts that I had for a long time, because when I would get messages, it would come to me like it was my own thought. So I would hear it in my own voice. And so it just sounded like I was fucking going crazy talking to myself. And I always thought that I was saying the weirdest shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not like, that's just so weird to think about somebody. Did you have any of that? Yes. So my main gift is claircognizance. So literally all of my channel messages are basically in my own thoughts. And it took me a while to discern what was my actual brain and what was spirit coming through. It, I felt crazy. I don't know about you, but I still feel crazy sometimes. I still feel crazy. A lot. Well, I wouldn't say I feel crazy. I feel um, I second guess myself still because mm -hmm. there'll be things sometimes where I'm like, I'm just walking by them in the grocery store. I'm not gonna like ask why the color blue is symbolic for them. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it yeah. just doesn't seem necessary. Um, but I didn't realize. So I would be clairvoyant and claircognizant. Mm hmm. And, um, I always thought clairaudient, but it doesn't come through necessarily. Like I am, it doesn't sound like there is a person right by me and I hear their voice. Yeah. So that would definitely be the claircognizance then. Um, I don't get clairaudience that much. It's more of like the claircognizance and the clairvoyance, but I do like sometimes can hear like a female voice or a male voice. And that's how I can discern which deity is coming through. Um, but not everyone has that gift. So I can't really talk more on Claire audience because it's not one of my main. Yeah, gifts. no, for sure. Um, so with talking with deities, do you do like deity confirmations? I don't do confirmations, but I do deity channeled messages. Um, and it's something that a lot of people have started to come to me toward, like for now. Um, I haven't had a lot of clients in the past, but like Loki came through yesterday and then Freya came through like two days ago. And I'm like, I don't know if these are your actual deities, but this is our message and it resonates for them. So that's pretty cool. I That's really fucking cool. I had a deity confirmation reading and I hadn't, I, I just thought they were, I got one from two different people that said similar things. And I just was kind of like blown away a little bit. Oh, I love that though. Working with deities is very hard though. They will push you. So I've kind of had this like 
so I was always very on the podcast, especially was very like, I don't work with deities. I don't like the like requirements of working with deities, whatever. I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I love everybody else doing it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was just having experiences that I'm like, this shit's wild. And it doesn't really make any sense. And these things keep coming up. And so um, I felt I've always known that I had a God and goddess and I've always just called them the God and goddess. And I never like gave any title to it. And I got these readings just kind of being so confused and I got confirmation. But for me, I feel like I am just not somebody who... I don't know how to say it properly. I don't like the, the way that deities, um, when people discuss working with them are like, you're in these constraints and you have to do these things and it has to be this way. And if you don't do this for them, then they're going to punish you. And that thought process to me is very like Christian God, religious trauma. Absolutely. Your, your deities, when you work with them are not going to punish you like that, unless you're being blatantly disrespectful and not learning the lesson, they will give you a tower moment, but deities are very much like your own ancestors and your own guides. They love you. They will not harm you. Trickster spirits will, but deities will not. I'm glad that you said that because I haven't, I just haven't had that kind of experience where like, I feel like I'm getting punished for something or whatever. Like, I feel like I've had an experience of where I'm like, wow, I can tell that this lesson that I just learned in this situation is because you put this in my path and Mm -hmm. this person to relay this to me this way or whatever. And it's very much like a relationship of gratitude. Thank you for helping me grow. But it is not something where I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I've, I've felt a little bit weird about it because, you know, a lot of us, the only access that we have to learning about other people's spirituality is internet and TikTok and at the same time, we're like, don't listen to that shit. Hence why I want to do this podcast. I want to give people avenues to hear so many different journeys and viewpoints and figure out what works for them. Deity work still like freaks me out a little bit. I mean, if it's something new to you, I can definitely understand why deity work will freak you out. It is work. It is hard work. It's a lot of growth. It's a lot of lessons. It's a lot of healing but they're not going to punish you again. Like you said, it's like the very much the Christian God, like if you don't do things a certain way, you're going to be punished. They don't, they rarely will punish you unless you do something really awful. And 99% of the people who are probably listening to this podcast and trying to learn and grow, aren't going to do those things. So there's no need to worry they will be gentle. If you ask them to be gentle, you're allowed to set boundaries with them. You're allowed to set boundaries with your guides and your ancestors. So if you feel uncomfortable with something, you can let them know and they will back off. I know because I've experienced that. That's an important thing for us to talk about. And I, I think that if nobody takes anything away from it, I hope they take that. I want to learn more about your journey. So When you left your job, did you leave because you were going to be doing your spiritual work full-time or do you do something else for yourself as well? No, 
I completely do spirituality. So I was making more money doing tarot than I was at my job. And I was making pretty decent money in my job. So I just was like, okay, I'm just going to stay home and do this full time. And I set up a schedule and things have been working out. You know, some months are a little tougher than others, but things have worked out. My bills are paid. And I have flexibility to do things with my kids and go out and do things I want to do. Like today I went kayaking, which is one of my favorite things to do. So I have flexibility to live my life and not just work for someone else. Yes. My husband always says, um, I'm working so that I can have a house on a hill, not so that I can buy somebody else a house on the hill. Yeah. And you, your energy deserves to be able to like be free and you deserve to be able to use whatever gift you have in a way that benefits you and doesn't have to benefit somebody else and build their dream. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. And that's what ultimately made me take that leap of faith, which I'm sure you know, is very, very hard. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, Okay. So, cause I haven't left my job yet. I just gave my notice. Mm -hmm. I'd like to preface this with, I fucking love where I've been working. I love the people that I work with. Um, my boss is a Libra and his wife, my other boss is a Gemini as well as me. And so it's just been like this air. It's always fresh. There's always something new happening. Um, I got this job at a time when we had just moved to Idaho. I had no family here. I had nothing. I um, took this job making less money than I had been making because I just thought that I would, I wanted to be in the atmosphere. I chose mm -hmm. atmosphere over finance. And on the side, I have built my entire brand and my business while I have worked there. I've gone through I would say like what my awakening would be while I've worked there. I had like a whole literal death experience and all kinds of growth that like I did so much there and I'm shitting bricks about the fact that I am going to be doing this on my own. Um, but at the same time, the entire year I've spoken on the podcast and I've spoken out loud to everybody, including my bosses. By the end of the year, I will be my own boss. I will be at home. I won't be working for somebody else. I will be doing this. And like, I'm fucking above the, I thought it was going to be December and I'm literally leaving October 28th. And Love that. We love um, meeting our goals before the time that we had put. So for me, it was only four months. I had started in December and I quit in April. So it was only four months of building. That's that's pretty big growth. And that's pretty much how I had gotten to 100,000 followers on TikTok is because I grew so quickly. And that told me that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, because when you do what you're supposed to be doing, all these doors of opportunity will open up for you. I believe that I, so I don't know for you, but like, for me, knowing that I'm leaving this job, I'm like, I feel so free. I have so many new ideas for like content, for things I can provide to people on Patreon, 
for ways that I can like just ways that I can expand. Like I literally feel like my soul is going to fly and (laughs) that probably sounds crazy, but like, did you feel like that? It, uh, it, I did. I felt relief. I felt relief. I'm going to be able to work for myself. I have all these ideas I want to put into, into motion. And that summer I grew so quickly and I kept having viral video after viral video after viral video. And it was, it was amazing. I still, I kind of wish I was still in that bubble. I wish I would have appreciated it more when I was there. Um, But you know, hindsight's 2020. So I'm just going to say, while you're having successful up moments, just appreciate as much as you can, because when the down moments come, then it'll be easier for you. I appreciate you giving that advice for sure. Um, I feel like, I feel like just on like a friend level and having nothing to do like with an interview or whatever, I feel like you are somebody who I could see myself like getting advice from on things or like learning things from. I think that you very much have already walked the path that like I'm going to be walking. Mm-hmm. And I for sure am always of the motto, like throw me in a room with somebody that knows how to do something better than I do or that I haven't experienced. And I'm going to fucking have them spit some game and walk out like <laughs> <laughs> what it do make a dollar. <laughs> Yes. I love giving advice. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've done it since I was little, like even as a, in elementary school, I was a mediator like for, for kids. Like I've always done this. So I love giving advice and I love hearing from other people and their experience too. Um, but this is where my, this is where my game is, you know, it's like helping other people. I see that about you. You have a very, um, you almost have like a motherly energy. Mm-hmm. If that, like, I just feel like you're like mama hen that like wants to take everybody in. And I think that's, it's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm very much the mother friend. Um, so I want to know where everybody can go and follow you. Um, and then what services you offer? Do you have a website? Are you selling things like pimp yourself out? Okay, sweet. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Moonlight Divine Goddess. Um, As far as my services, I do tarot readings. I do psychic readings via email, which are recorded readings as well as via Zoom. Um, I do spell work, quantum healing. And then I also do a special past life reading for karmic connections. So if you have someone in your life that you want to know like why you feel drawn to them, what the connection is, if there's lesson that needs to be learned, or if it's a soulmate, then we can delve into that. And I can let you know, like how many past lives you lived with each other. Um, but I really like, enjoy, I really enjoy doing the quantum healing and the spell work as well. So whatever services you guys need, I'm here for you whenever you need it. I love that. I'm going to be dropping your episode November 20th. Okay. That's when um, season comes back. You are welcome to discuss being on the podcast, share whatever experience, like whatever you want, just tag me in it. Um, You can do that anytime. You don't have to wait till the 20th, but when the 20th comes, 
I'm going to be sending you um, the episode when it drops, but also I will do like video clips and I'll put them on TikTok. I can put them on Instagram. I, I follow you over there and we'll just like share the shit out of it and have people hear about you. Sweet. I love that idea. And I look forward to listening to the podcast. I've already started listening to the first season, so I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Any, and like reach out to, if you ever have anybody that you're like, Oh, I think it would be like a good vibe or whatever. Let me know. I would love to learn about new people, whatever. I would love to, I will talk to my friends and see what they want to do. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. I hope you have a great night and I will text you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.